0: A spotlight on Barbados, the land of my father. Welcome to another episode of Employability Matters, a careers related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work. This episode is part of the international series which highlights entrepreneurs who have moved from their native country to start a new life elsewhere introducing you to Julia Bailey, director of J. Bailey Realty, which is an estate agency that prides itself on providing a personal and professional service to their customers, whether it be selling, buying or renting. Nine years ago, Julia and her husband Mark moved from the unpredictable cold weather in the UK for a life of sun, sea and tropics in Barbados. You will hear Julia's inspiring story about moving from the UK and immersing herself into the culture of Barbados to live her best life. So let's get started. We are recording. (laughs) Hello, 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 hello from the UK to Barbados. My goodness. Welcome, 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 Julia, Bates. Thanks. So, thank you thank you this is good I'm telling you you was on my list from long time I always say this to everybody because it's true because in terms of preparing for this podcast I had a list of 50 people and you were on there wow
1: yeah I, yeah, contact, I feel blessed I feel blessed
0: <laughs> to contact seriously you know because I'm so interested in how people made the move from the UK or their place of birth to another part of the world and set up a new business or a new job. So I know that you set up your own realty estate yes. agent called Jay Bailey Realtor and You
1: want Jay it is with Jay Bailey, isn't it? Jay Bailey. Yeah, Jay Bailey Realty. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is Jay Bailey Realty. I'll yeah. we'll tell you. Um, so the when I think about it, um, people say, "Oh, you know, you made such a big move. That, you know, you're so brave and this, that, and the other." This is the way I look at it when our parents left um, whatever island they're from, you know, the Caribbean, and they came to the UK, they, A, didn't know anybody, B, they were leaving hot sunshine, their family, their community and everything else and going to the UK where they knew no one, where it was cold, it was grey. They were embarking on things that they knew nothing about. They didn't know about, you know, my dad, when he first um, came to the UK, he was a bus driver. My mum, trained to be a nurse now my mom was 18 my dad was 20 neither of them had any skills in in those things they went to school they had a school education but they didn't really know you know any kind of work in life so for them it was a brand new everything and you know they had nothing and they had no one and for me they were braver than than i am you know because they knew nothing whereas when i made the decision to move here it was a five-year plan i didn't just up and think all right i'm going to barbados you know what i mean let me just move there it wasn't as simple as that i had a five-year plan i knew i wanted to move here september 2012 and so i did but um You know, moving here, I've been to Barbados about 25,000 times every year. You know, I knew my cousins, I knew my family. You know, I didn't have a job when I got here, but I'd made some good investments in the UK so that when I did get here, I had a six month buffer if I didn't find a job, but I was willing to come and work and do anything really, so long as you can let me in the sunshine and so long as I can go to the beach at least once a week. It was a so for me, it was a no brainer. I think if anyone is considering moving to, you know, moving anywhere, what I would say is A, give yourself at least six months there um, so that you can kind of. Um, you know get into the culture and into the society and stuff like that and two you have to go with the mindset that it's not where you're from it's not the UK it's not America you know it's the Caribbean it's Barbados so once you have that in mind you're fine. Yeah it's, it's so true because
0: I was speaking to another gentleman um, he lives in Lagos, Lanre and he was saying that when you are coming to Lagos, Nigeria don't have in your mindset that yeah. whatever is happening in the UK will happen in Nigeria because yeah. if you have that fixed mindset you will be frustrated all Yeah, time. It doesn't
1: work and you know you've got to remember that um, the Caribbean, Barbados is a culture, it's not, I lived in the UK 43 years of my life Um, and when I left the UK, uh, where I lived, I probably knew the neighbour beside me on the left and one of the neighbours two doors away. And I, I, you know, the last house I lived in, I was there for quite a few years and that's all I knew. So I would go to work, I would come home. In Barbados, it's a culture you know everyone around you. If someone has a breadfruit tree, they'll drop a breadfruit off to you, you'll come. And sometimes you don't even see them, they'll come and they'll leave the breadfruit on the, in the patio. And you'll just know who it's from <laughs> because you're used to it. The, uh, my neighbor behind me has a coconut tree and when the coconuts are ripe, I'll find 10 coconuts on my, on my deck. Um, and so I can just crack them open and get the coconut water from, you know, so it is a real, different it's a difference when I first came here I used to walk into a shop and they'd be like good morning yeah and I'd be like oh good morning and then when you realize every time you walk into somewhere the culture is to say good morning good afternoon you know so if you don't say it they see that you ain't they think that you you've been brought up with no manners but really I didn't know so you really very quickly get into it and um it is a lifestyle change but it's a beautiful lifestyle change
0: yeah it's the best one because before we were all setting up and you were showing me your beautiful scenery you know you see coconut tree there
1: you see the sun and everything don't worry and, don't worry when we've finished i'll do a 360 and you can yes, see everything oh <laughs> you can see goodness. the reason why i'm here i'm sorry, yeah. I'm,
0: sorry. I'm telling you I, I and plus before i was going oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know because today I know, I know. cold cold and i had to I crank know, up the heating before you came on but it's really interesting that you say that and i think the root of it all is about having a better what is it, a better value of life, isn't it? A better exactly. stand of life, you know, because the majority of people who move, who emigrate from the UK abroad, you know, mm-hmm. is because of that, is because they want to yeah. have a better standard of life. I love going to the Caribbean, and I'm so glad I'm able to, you know, showcase my dad's island, you know? Woo, Barbados. Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm so happy.
1: For me, I wanted, you know, 43, I wanted to do, I've been here, September will be nine years that I've been here. Um, I wanted to do it whilst I was still young. Smart, yeah. (laughs) Um, Because a lot of the time... Our parents, you know, who have been in the UK, they get so, like my parents are still in the UK. Mm-hmm. My mum did try to move back to Barbados, but I guess she, with her healthcare and everything else, she was so used to that kind of lifestyle. Even though this is her home, she had lived more years in the UK than she had in Barbados so for her the transition she tried to do it when she was 61 or 62 and it didn't work out for her so she's back in the UK I didn't want to have that kind of regret but what I did was I said okay I'm coming two years I'm going to give it two years if after two years I don't like it I can move back you know what I mean but the two years went so swiftly um it was like oh my goodness it's two years already all right let me just give myself two more years (laughs) and nine years later (laughs) I'm still here you're still here and I'm happy I feel free I wait it's such a difference if anybody is thinking about moving abroad it makes such a difference to your well-being waking up every morning in the sunshine. It's such a difference to your well-being and particularly now with COVID and everything else, um, we need to do things to make ourselves happy because, you know, COVID has brought a sense of doom and gloom that I personally have never experienced in my lifetime. It's the first time I've experienced anything like this in my lifetime and it may well be the last kind of thing like this Um, on such a large scale that I'll experience in my lifetime so it makes such a difference to your mood to lift your mood
0: yeah you've done the right thing seriously and you know what as I say I salute you (laughs) I really do because you may not think that you know you're courageous Julia like you and your husband have made that step moving from a place of I know everything type of thing yeah You you know infrastructure you know about how to go about your daily business in the UK and you're uprooting yeah. everything and moving to another country yes you exactly. know family there and everything but still you and Mark are British <laughs> you know yes, what I mean exactly. exactly and you're moving still into a new culture and that
1: is very courageous and really brave And yeah one thing for um as an aside when we did first move here it was, it was a culture shock, I'm not even yeah. gonna lie. Because, you know, it's a slower pace and um, it's just different. So you do have to get used to that. I'm not here to say that it's all, you know, roses and everything. It does take um, a, a, a whole different mindset, but we very quickly realized that, you know, um, it is different. We, fo- we both found jobs, I found um, a job much to my dismay, and I don't mean to sound... Much to your dismay. Why do you say that? <laughs> because when we knew that we, we had both always worked from the time i worked from the time i was 17 and so did mark so we had both always worked we'd never been out of work so this was the first opportunity for us to kick back and relax and we thought right we're in the sunshine we can go to the beach this that and the other so we didn't apply for jobs before we left the uk and like i said we had a six month buffer so that we could just enjoy it but I guess I got a bit nervous because I'm so used to working. I got a bit nervous and I thought, okay, well, it's the Caribbean. Things are a bit slower. So maybe it's going to take me a while to get a job. So after um, being here a month, I thought, I'm going to casually look for something or send out (laughs) my TVs. And I literally, another um, kind of word of advice, don't pigeonhole yourself because... I was willing to do. There's a, a for those of you who haven't been to Barbados. There's a very famous um, my dad would call it a restaurant, but it's fast food um, um, joint here called. Uh, uh, everyone knows it. The yellow and purple um, outfit, Chefet.
0: <laughs> you know what? My dad loves Chefette, You know he. I loves know. Chafet. I know. I love Chefet. Everybody <laughs> loves Chefet in Barbados. You, and and, you
1: know what? There's no way that you can go to Barbados and not come to Chef and not have it. I know, right? So my thing was if it meant working at Chauffeur, if it meant working in a bar, whatever it took, I was willing to do that. So I applied for everything. And like I say, and I know I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but much to my dismay, I had employment within a week. Within
0: one week. So really in five weeks you got you got work?
1: wow you see
0: I I wasn't ready I wasn't
1: ready I wasn't ready (laughs) but I just thought I cannot turn I cannot turn it down you know God puts things in our path for a reason and I believe um you know he set things up for me remember I'm coming from a country where um when I come to Barbados I normally come here on holiday that's right so I just thought I need to get into the work kit to find out how the working life is. Um, you know, it was hard because I didn't know how um, Bajan work life was. I only knew Bajan holiday. So Bajan work life was completely different. But you know what, so? at the end of every day, when I drove past the beach <laughs> on my way home from a very stressful day, it all, it, it, you yeah, know, it was, yeah, it, it doesn't, like, I, I can't even explain it. It just is just different, but nice different. I hear you. So what when you talk about the culture shock and the difference between the UK
0: and Barbados, what is the, the main difference, You would you say, in terms of um,
1: working life? I think work life, what I found for me personally is a... Um, infrastructure the infrastructure I had to get out of my head my dad says it all the time when I say to my dad um, when my dad comes here on holiday and we go somewhere he'd say in in the UK you can do this and you can do that and I'm saying dad this is not the UK (laughs) you must stop comparing everything to the UK so I found in terms of processes the processes weren't what I was used to in my working life in the UK. Um, as well, um, in the UK, you have more like governing bodies. Right. So, if if you worked, say, in in um, I don't know, I worked in customer service. You would in the UK. There's somewhere where you can go for checks and balances on customer service. Mm. Um, in, in Barbados, they don't have that. And so it, that was different for me. I used to get really like frustrated. Like it, it's, it's just simple. Why can't you just do it like this? Or why can't you just do it like that? But it's not, you know, we um, in Barbados things have been done so long in, in a certain way that it, you know, it just is people used to say to me, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, ma'am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is not England. And I was like, okay, thanks for that. I realised. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. yeah thanks for yeah, it's, I, I know it's not the UK. So things like that. But again, and um it really is weird it, to to get a driving license, you has you used to have to go to three different buildings so you'd go there you'd fill out something they'd write stuff in a book (laughs) you'd go to another section they'd fill um where you'd pay and they'd write stuff in a book and then you'd go to another section where you take your picture and you get your driver's license now since covid um you can do it online (laughs) yes that's good. as well as COVID changing things, you know, in a in a negative way, it's also changed things in a positive way. Mm. And I think it was it was a welcome change. And I believe that there are a lot more processes now that you can do, you know, in your working life that make it easier for you, um, in terms of you know, online and stuff like that that you weren't really able to do before.
0: What is the comparison between the cost of living? To Barbados
1: to here but give it in pounds and Bayesian money right so I'm a huge planner so before I moved out here I had this whole spreadsheet my husband laughed um, so it had everything on it so it had the cost of living in Barbados and the cost of living in the UK mm. now the biggest um, difference in the cost of living is electricity I mean my winter bills in the UK used to be just shy of two thousand pounds, because I'm a sun baby. I'm born in May. I need the sunshine, and even if it's snowing outside, I need to have the warmth of the sunshine in my house. So when I went to work and I came home, when I walk into the house, I want to go boom, and I want the heat to hit me. And that's exactly how it was in my house. So no. you get in, and you have to start peeling off the scarves and everything else. It's so. Over yeah because but so that was the hugest thing with um with the uk so that it was our electricity bill our water bill um in the uk um if i remember correctly was about 70 or 80 pounds our gas bill was you know quite huge because of course the boiler is running and everything else and yeah. stuff like that so moving to barbados now my electricity bill, if it is $150, Bajan dollars a month, it is high. So that works out to about 70, no, about 65 pounds a month. My water bill each month is about 70 Barbados dollars, which is about 35 pounds. And I don't have a gas bill. Because, you go. <laughs> because most of the houses here, you will have either natural gas or you'll have bottled gas canisters that sit outside the house. The natural gas is about 10 to $20 a month, a month. <laughs> and the canisters, we buy a hundred cylinder and we pay about $170. And that lasts me for about seven or eight months. Wow. Come let us so go to it- Barbados, you know? <laughs> let me search for a fight now come on over (laughs) come on over but the the work you have to have a you know people always talk about a work-life balance Mm. and for me Barbados has given me that a work-life balance because I am I'm an extremely hard worker I don't know how to do anything else so I will work extremely hard um but I also play extremely hard so the beach is my thing (laughs) um You know, so every Sunday I'm at the beach and if I can get in a couple of times in the week as well, it's even better. So, um, you know, you have that work-life balance. You really do.
0: But you created that work-life balance, isn't it? Because you didn't want to go over to beautiful Barbados and to just be in work 24-7 and to sort of
1: adopt the same attitude as you did while you was in the UK. What I would say about Barbados is what I have found personally is that it has been far easier for me to set up my own business um, and work for myself in Barbados than it was in the UK. I think um, it's a mixture of two things. In the UK there is so many hoops to jump through in order to get your own business. Um, you can kind of easily be put off if you don't have that tenacity. Um, as well in the, in Barbados, there are a lot of things that haven't been done yet in Barbados that you can, people were open to, you know, receiving, then, you know, in the UK market, it's kind of a bit saturated, yeah. but here in Barbados, there's a lot more scope for you to develop ideas and develop the things that you want to do. So, like I said, when I first came here, I started off um, doing customer service manager And um, after a while, because of the long hours and everything else like that, I decided that wasn't for me. Um, So I left that job. I took a couple of months out to really decide what I wanted to do. And I knew that my thing was always that I wanted to do my own business when um, I had decided that from the moment I got here. But how to do it, I wasn't sure. So I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to have to take a job that I sit down in for, you know, at least two years to give me the experience, to give me, you know, to, for me to get to know people, for me to get to know the culture, for me to, you know, just ingrain myself in the working life and then from there, I will use that to catapult myself into my own business, which is what I did. So I worked for a housing company um, where I sold one product, um, which was, it was a development, so it was their houses. So I learned how to sell houses. I've never done it before. Um, Very, it was very nerve wracking, but once you get into it, it's very easy to learn. And I like people, I like talking. As you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and so I found it really easy. And what I liked about doing the housing is that um, your house will be the biggest investment you make in your life. Yeah, true. And being instrumental in that for people was the most exhilarating thing I have done in a very long time. Mm. Um, Coming from the UK, I used to work for a youth offending team and I worked with young people and I helped them rehabilitate back into the community and stuff like that. But there isn't the the same setup here as there was in the UK, so I knew I wanted to do something to help people, but I just wasn't sure what so. You know so um joining the housing company it was great it was you know driving around in the sunshine we had these golf carts that we um, drove around on showing people the development and stuff like that it was really great and really great experience met some really lovely people um and you know you get to know people and t- to this day i left um three years ago and to this day um, residents who I, you know, help them in getting their houses and stuff like that. They message me that I get new year's messages from them and stuff like that, because you kind of become, I know it sounds cheesy, but you kind of become family. It is a really satisfying, um, job. And I didn't, when I started, I didn't expect it to be as satisfying as it is. So, like I said, I knew I wanted to do my own thing. And even though I had a really great time um, at the housing and development that I worked at, I just knew that it wasn't going to be me forever. Mm. Um, it was my meantime, time. So I, I was there for three years. Um, you know did a lot of great stuff I used to do the radio programs for them and that kind of stuff which was really great and um, then the opportunity came up to work independently now ordinarily people would think you know working independent you don't have um, a salary per se mm. um, you're literally out there Doing your own thing, but I've made a lot of contacts whilst I was there. And, you know, uh, with working with the housing company, you know, they really helped in my vision. And I'm really grateful to them for that. And so um, that's how Jay Bailey Realty was born. (laughs) 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 Now, I would say that I had. you know, like I said, I'd made some links with people whilst I was at the housing company. So ordinarily, the real estate industry in Barbados was very, um, and I'm just going to use the word, closed. Right, okay,
0: <laughs> fair was, enough.
1: So, mm. you know, me starting out on my own, I used to ring people and say, good afternoon, this is Julia from J Bailey Realty. And they'd say, where? <laughs> where, yeah, because every yeah And I'd be like... Jay bailey realty um oh well i've never heard of you and i was like don't worry that's not an issue you do now (laughs) you know you've heard of me now so and you know thank the lord praise the lord it's just gone from strength to strength um i made links people will recommend you and these were people that i had helped to buy the houses Um, Previously, it wasn't in the same development that they they were recommending me for, but they were saying to people, you know, I know this um, lady, she used to work um, here, but she's now out on her own, so give her a call and see if she can help you find a house and blah, blah, blah. So And it just went from there to now we've got a portfolio of over 70 homes. um, Hold on, wait a minute,
0: hold on, wait a minute. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? A portfolio of 70 houses. We couldn't just let that
1: slide.
0: Come on, over, over.
1: Uh, over. Let me just say over 70. Over, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it's a rolling portfolio. So obviously, as something is sold, people recommend you, or people see your signs and they drive past and they say, "I saw your sign. I've got a piece of land to sell. Can you? You know, is that something that you do?" And obviously, I say, oh, "Of course it is." <laughs> you know um, someone wants to buy a house so they contact you you know it is a very it's a very busy business Mm. and it takes a lot of organization and coordination but so long as you keep on top of it it's easily done I obviously uh, work for myself and it is my business so I'm vested in that and I make sure that you know as as far as possible and you know we're all human you can't you do you know miss a call sometimes or you forget to call somebody back but my thing that I've found when being in business by for yourself is honesty yeah just be honest don't you know if someone calls me and said oh you know you said you would call me back the other day and I was like oh you know what I got back so late and I just was really tired. So I apologize, you know, just be yourself and be honest. It's the best way because remember, people are entrusting a lot of money, Definitely. you know, yeah. with, with you mm-hmm. because it, it's a house, it's not a pair of shoes. So it's, um, <laughs> you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. You yeah. know, if your, if your shoes break, um, you know, you might have to save for a couple of uh, months to get the, you know, Christian Leboutons that you want and stuff like that, but it's not like if your house breaks, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, um, you know, I think the key, one of the key characteristics of um, being a realtor is honesty. Be honest. Don't try to oversell something. You know, I've very often had people come to look at houses and um, they've said, you know, is there anything wrong with the house? and I'm up front you know I know that there's a leak here so you will need to take a look at the roof I know that you know the electrics are old so you will need to look at having the house rerun you know with electric it 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 just doesn't pay to 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 you know sideline people just be honest and that's the the one thing that I would say about being in real estate
0: so in terms of being in real estate, what other key skills and qualities do you believe will make an excellent real
1: estate agent like yourself? You're
0: talking about
1: organisation. Organisation, organisation. <laughs> Listen, if you're not organised, everything is going to pop down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have to be organised. I this, this right here is my friend. Now, I'm not very technology savvy. As you can tell, it took me and South ages for me to set up this <laughs> in itself. It's all right. Yeah, you can tell 20, minutes, <laughs> It was like no sunlight, so like, no can't do. It. Okay, yep, yeah, that's better. Yeah, I am. I am not technology savvy at all. But you see, every time I put the phone down, I will put something in my diary because between the technology and the old brain, if I don't put it in the um, diary. It's out the window, and luckily, I don't think yet. Yeah, I've had a a, um, a time where I've forgotten a um, a viewing for somebody um, because everything is in the phone. Mm. So I don't know what I'd do if I lost the phone. You know? <laughs>
0: About the mobile phone, I'm telling you, it's no joke. But I'm in like, school. I don't I don't put my um, my appointments in my phone. I still got a diary that I, that I use. I haven't gone across yet.
1: But you see, for me, a lot of my time as well is on the road. When I do my annual um, returns and stuff like that, I would say 70 to 80 percent of my expenses is petrol gas. Yes. Because you're always driving, you're always on the road, you know. So that is so because I spend a lot of my time on the road and driving, I could get six calls whilst I'm on the road. Obviously, right. I've got Bluetooth. No worry yourself; it goes through the <laughs> yeah. you Before, just go. in case there's, just as in case there's any coppers watching. <laughs> it, um, but what I have to say to people is, listen. Send me a WhatsApp. Send me a WhatsApp with your details, and people will say, "Oh, you know, um, my phone, my numbers come up. You can just save my number." And I have to say to them, "I'm driving. By the time I stop, where I'm going." I might have had another five calls and then I'm not going to know. Please do just send me a WhatsApp. And people understand they'll send me WhatsApp. So then as soon as I stop, I can send pictures and all of that kind of stuff. So organisation, it is. it can be a lonely job because, like I say, you're driving around a lot of the time. But then when you get to your viewings, you meet people, you interact and stuff like that. So that's good. You have to be able to, you know, converse with people I know um, a couple of times I've been out with um, when I was training, you know, doing my training to do to be um, a realtor. I've been out with a couple of people, and it's like, "Good morning." Yes, this is the, 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 the this is the bedroom, and people want to be excited about a house, so you do have to. Now, don't get me wrong; I am not a morning person. You know me this neither. already. So many. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me I, and listen i warm up about eleven thirty. yeah so when i have appointments at eight o'clock in the morning because some people like to do the appointments before they go to work yeah um i have to drive myself i have to do whatever it takes to make sure that when i meet my my um customer that I'm not grumpy, that I'm not, you know, that they don't know that mornings are not my thing, do you know what I mean? It does take, you know, yeah, you do have to put your best foot forward all the time because people pick up from that like, energy. Thousand houses and one person likes it, or you could show two houses and, 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 and everybody likes it. So there's no real, um, there's no real formula. You just have to have your processes in place.
0: That's awesome. So you talked about training. So what training and qualifications did you have to do?
1: I did an online course, and um, because I'd already worked in real estate, the online course was purely for me to get some background information um, and to learn, you know, about you know how real estate was started and that kind of stuff. What really surprised me was in doing the online course, I learned that because I thought you know with technology I'm gonna have to get all up into social media and this that and the other don't get me wrong I have I I, I do have an Instagram page <laughs> it, it has taken the old people a, a little while <laughs> it's like with but, me too. Yeah. oh my goodness but I'm getting there but what I have found in real estate that there is nothing more important than your for sale boards. And, you know, things like that, I don't think I would have realised, just adjusting my camera slightly. I don't think I would have realised that um, without doing, taking the course. Now, I would have done a face-to-face course here, but because there wasn't enough um variety in terms of the courses here, I decided to do an online course, but it may be that wherever region you're in, there there might be a really good real estate course to take. And so I I think it certainly is worthwhile doing. Um, But for me, what I found was my best teaching was actually doing the job. So if you can get into a real estate Um, company and you know learn the ropes and stuff from another realtor it will be it will save you half the time basically
0: so how long did it take you to be um... I did
1: well I'm a bit anal when it comes to things like that and I I I don't have much patience so I once I start to do something I want it all done so I did quick time (laughs) they said the course would take six months and I think I did it in about two (laughs) wow Good because I'm like that I have to I have to just get on and do it otherwise I lose interest so it was for my own good so I just got on and did it so it took me about two months in fact I think it might have been about six weeks but let's just say two months but um yeah there's different courses so just look them up um, what might be you know I know in the UK there's a regulatory body that does real estate there so you might want to go onto there and they will recommend the courses for you to take so you have some something to um some reference to go by
0: okay cool cool so like um you said it was quite easy for you to um set up your business so is it quite easy straightforward process to set up as a self-employed individual or to register a business
1: I think once you know, um, decide on the name. Um, once you decide on your name, I mean, mine was pretty easy because it's my name. But <laughs> once you decide on a name, just check to make sure that there isn't already um, it on, you know, that name on social media, um, on the website, you know, on the internet. Um, and make sure that wherever you are in whatever region you are, you register your business name. So in Barbados, we have um, a office here, corporate affairs, intellectual property office, I think, okay. <laughs> Kaipo. Mm-hmm. and so I registered my business there. And then um, once you do that, you have registration fees that you have to pay each year to, to stay um, doing the real estate. And um, that's, that was it basically. So then it's just you know your website, your Instagram page and how you want your page to look. And then I literally just started contacting banks to find out if they had um, properties on their books that they were trying to sell and if I could work with them. So I contacted, I think, 10 banks and one, two, three banks came back and said, actually, yes, we are looking for realtors to do that. And the rest is history. So I'm working with three banks. Um, I work with, I still work with the housing development that I used to work for, plus word of mouth and stuff like that. I've got loads of um, private clients on my portfolio.
0: I think this is a really good opportunity for you to shout out and just let people know how they can get, con- get in contact with you
1: you know
0: what your tags
1: are yes so um on instagram we are at j bailey realty on facebook at j bailey realty and my website is www.jbaileyrealty.com so exactly exactly if you are already in barbados and you are looking for a property um either to buy to sell or to rent Or if you are a landlord looking to rent your property, we deal with um, all of those aspects and we also deal with property management. So if you purchase a house for an investment or, or apartments for an investment and you want those managed, we also do that. Um, In the UK, there are a lot of people who are trying to do what I have done and moved moved from the UK to Barbados. And obviously, you know, you're coming here, you might not want to stay with family and stuff like that. So if you want somewhere to rent, you know, I know Barbados at the moment is doing a welcome stamp program, which allows you to come and stay for 12 months and work as well. So you can do that. Um, Or you might want to come and rent for six months to a year whilst you settle in and then decide whether you want to um, purchase somewhere. Or you might have been here enough times and decide that you want to come and purchase a home. You can contact us and we will be more than happy to help you with your house purchasing process.
0: I just love it, you know, a professional realtor, you know, who you can contact with regards to setting up a new life in Barbados, you know. Yeah. Again, yeah. you know, you can catch Jay Bailey Realtor on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> follow, subscribe yeah. and get in contact, you know, and also yeah, share with family and friends who yeah. want to be, you know, move out to Barbados and, you know, follow their dream, you know. And exactly. Healthy, work, life, balance. But you know what, I've always said that um, your current Prime Minister Maya Motley, she's yes. a visionary, you know, for her to even she come is. up with that whole idea, you know, getting a yeah. Barbados stamp. I think it was absolutely, yeah. and, awesome. and it is,
1: I think what you will find is a lot of people um, like Barbados, yes. you know, it, they use it as that it would be their first, if they're coming to the Caribbean, um, back in the day, it used to be some of the other islands, but more, and, more so now, you speak to anybody from the UK, and more often than not, that person has been to Barbados. Barbados. And you know, I'm always gonna whoop whoop to, for Barbados because definitely, it is um, the land of my parents' birth. So you know, I'm always gonna pick them up. And I have been to some other um, Caribbean islands. But you could come to Barbados, and what people have found in in that is different from the other islands is. You can move around freely, there's a bus at the end of our road that you can, you know, the transport links are really good, you can get on a bus at any time and there's not that fear of, you know, I'm in a strange country, am I okay, am I gonna be safe, blah blah blah. Um, Barbados is one of those places that you will come to and you will feel free. I have lots of friends, I met a lady the other day who's looking for somewhere to rent, and she's here on the welcome stamp, oh. but she, her parents are from um, Jamaica and she's saying, you know, I, I love Barbados, <laughs> you know, I can move around freely. I don't have to worry about anything. She's She was just saying, it's just different, but just lovely. So, you know.
0: Barbados all the way, you know, Barbados all the way. And let's talk about COVID, you know, how have you had to, or have you had to change the way you work
1: due to COVID? um in some ways yes because obviously in order for somebody to see a house they my thing has always been you should see it physically right that no matter how many pictures you see and even a video for me when I was buying because I bought my house here when I was buying my house here it was about touch and feel we looked at enough houses, but (laughs) it was like getting inside, you know, surveying the area, seeing people moving around, you know, it was a, it's a, it's a very touch and feel type of business. Mm -hmm. So trying to say to someone, you know, yeah, you can look at the pictures and there's a, a video that you can see. For me, so personally, it wouldn't work that way. I would look at the video a hundred times, but I need to get in there and see yeah. it. Yeah. So what I've had to do is um, adapting with COVID. Obviously, everyone wears their mask, but what I've done now is um, to adapt it slightly. So what I would do is I would go and open the house. Um, I would step step back, let the... Um, people who are viewing go in, take a look. You know, I've said to them, if you have any questions, note them down. Mm. And then when they when they finished, obviously I'd sanitise and everything, close up the house and they can either, you know, at a distance, ask me questions or they can give me a call later that day to ask me questions. So it has taken a slight bit of adaptation because normally I'd be in the house with them, I'd be saying, you know, this is the bathroom. This is this. Don't forget, you know, to take a look. But if I know of things, you know, if I know that the roof is leaking in the house, I would say to them, you know, the walls are sound, but you would need to pay attention to the roof. So if you did purchase the house, that is something that you would need to pay attention to. So when you get in, make sure you take a look at that aspect to see whether it's something you feel you could, um, you know, figure into your costs or not. So it, it's been slightly different, and at the moment in Barbados we're on lockdown, so there aren't many physical house viewings going on. But people are still calling and lining up things for whether, for when lockdown is over that they can go and take a look.
0: I suppose it could be done virtually, isn't it? I don't know. If it the, can. You
1: know,
0: yeah, it can you know, be. It can
1: be. Mm. But you know me, the, the non-technology savvy person. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> So I have done it, I have done it. But um, but it's not my preference, but I know it's something that needs to be doing, especially in these times and with it changing all over the world. It is something that I have had to learn to adapt to. So, yes, I do do virtual tours. and People will literally say, when you get there, can you video call me and walk me through the house and stuff like that? Yeah. So, you know, I I do that because I know that people, sometimes people don't want to wait and they don't want to miss out on, um, houses and stuff like that, because, you know, once you found a house and you know it's for you, you know, you don't want to miss out on it. Oh,
0: no, you don't want to miss out on it. So if we think about the upsides and the downsides, are there any downsides to the work that you do? And what are the things that you most enjoy?
1: Um, downsides, I guess for me, um, remember when I went back to saying about work processes and work ethics and stuff like that? Mm. Um how do I say this? In Barbados, Friday afternoon seems to be uh, a time when people are less likely to want to get into things (laughs) than they would on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I've had times when I've called up um, people and I'm looking to see how far the, um, they are in the process. Um, let's say, for example, an attorney to see how far they are in a process for um, one of my clients. And they'll be like, um, Do you realize it's Friday afternoon at three o'clock? And I'd be like, mm, Yes, I realize. <laughs> you know, so having to. Um, navigate people's perceptions Mm. of what can be done and what 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 is what is should be done quickly and what shouldn't be done quickly you know it's managing other people's time really and responses so i've found that that's the hardest thing for me because like i say i'm i'm impatient Mm. if i do something if i send you a letter and um you tell me it's going to take seven days guess what in seven days, if I haven't heard from you, I'm like, mm, hi, Julia from J Bailey Realty. Just checking in on that seven days that you told me, you know. Um, so yeah, but sometimes that seven days can turn into seven weeks if oh, you wow. if you don't keep on top of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, That is just one of the things, one of my frustrations I find. It's managing everybody. And, you know, it's out of my control, basically. That, you know, managing, trying to get everything to work in the way you want to is out of my control. I can only control what I do. I can't control what everybody else does. So I do find that frustrating. Mm. Um, And the only other thing that I find frustrating about my job is if you say you are coming to view a house. Please be there. Please. I just, just don't think it's, uh, <laughs> what can I say? There should be no reason that you book an appointment with me. I confirm it with you the day before to say, yes, are you still wanting to go and look at this house? And you say to me, yes. And I get there and 10 minutes past, 15 minutes past, 20 minutes past, and I don't see you. And then I call you and you're in bed. Oh, wow. In bed. Or, you've said yeah yeah can i come this afternoon instead of this morning or or oh um yeah i forgot (gasps) yeah like i you forgot since yesterday or you forgot since uh, since when so that those are the things that i find frustrating but like i say the the downsides the, the plus side far outweighs yeah. the downside. So, and like I say, because it is such a big thing for everybody, their mm-hmm. home, you know, the place that brings them, you know, comfort and joy and peace, and you walk into, you know, there's nothing nicer than busting your front door and thinking, oh, I'm home <laughs> oh, gosh, and to be instrumental in that mm. is a blessing it's a real blessing
0: so what have you learned um, about yourself in the first say you said you're talking about six months so about in the first couple of years in Barbados what did you learn about yourself?
1: I learned that I can't go back to the cold because <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> ask you, are there any regrets? So listen, yeah. no, nah, not whatsoever, yeah. Sophie. I went to I went back to the UK, not last year, because I didn't travel last year because of COVID. Yeah. In November, we called up, yeah. didn't we, honey? Yeah, we saw we, each other. yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had, we had a nice time.
0: tracks and records, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was lovely. And that was in November. Yeah. And I kept saying to everyone, oh, my goodness, it's so cold. <laughs> and people are saying, no, man, this ain't cold. Yeah. No, you, you got to wait till it gets colder. And I'm like, wait till it gets cold. Like you forgot, December. and you forgot how it was. You I had. Cold. I yeah. had so if I'd forgotten how cold it is. So there are no regrets whatsoever. Um, and... I think what I learned about myself is that I am quite a family person like I hope I don't get upset saying this (laughs) I am very close with my siblings with my mum and dad you know and I think in my family I am one of those go-to people you know if Mm. If my dad wanted to bounce an idea, he'd he'd call me and or he'd come round or I'd pop I'd say, Oh, could you pop over? And I'd go over to his um, I'm not able to do that now, and particularly um, with COVID, yeah. like, I haven't been able to literally touch my parents mm. for, you know, over a year, and that is, and my nieces, you know, I've, I love all my nieces, and my my younger sister, she, you know, it, it's just, it, it taught me that, you know, although I am, because I did I did worry I was thinking oh my goodness how's everybody gonna survive not not saying that they couldn't but I was like how how's how's life gonna be without me are they gonna forget about me Aww. you know I'm not gonna be as loved by my friends and stuff like that but it technology is such a brilliant thing Thank my you. sister god love her if I speak to her less than four times a day, oh. <laughs> it, like where we're the, on the phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're on the phone all the time. She's in the UK. If I um, if I show you my call log, all you see is her name down about six times in each day. So, you know, we still have that. I speak to my mum and dad every day. You know, that is the one thing I learned, that family is so important, and it's so important to keep that bond with family. Um, You know, I know not everyone is close with their family, but they will have friends who are their family. Yes. And can easily get caught up in your everyday living, in your own business, and that kind of stuff. And so it is important to just keep the, the, the checks and balances, checking on the family and they checking on you, do you know what I mean? But like, like with a lot of my friends if I don't speak to them for two months which it doesn't happen but um if I don't speak to them for two months when I do speak to them it's like I spoke to them yesterday do you know what I mean yeah. so I have learned that it's, it's good to have a good core of people around you mm-hmm. but they you know that the internet and the technology does help you to stay in touch that is such a... I'm
0: really glad that you brought up that point because I was going to ask you about how was it in terms of your transition in making friends? You mm. no, and is there like um, a nice expat community out
1: there where you're living? There is. There's a, There are a lot of people my age who have moved to Barbados and there is an um, a expat group that, you know, you can either join or you can go to the events and stuff that they do. You can... Um, keeping, you know, as as many ties or as little ties as you want. For me, I wanted to be part of the community, so I didn't want to get pigeonholed into just, um, you know, staying with the expats and stuff mm. like that. Myself, mm. I wanted to be part of the community, and I've made some wonder. I've met some wonderful people, made some wonderful friends, you know. So I think it is good to have a balance, you know. A lot of people like to when they first get here they you know um, join the expat community because they think oh my goodness am I going to be able to do this am I going to be able to do that blah 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 but you will find that as time goes on you know I'm I'm very much a socialite so I like to go out I like to have dinner out you know and bars and stuff like that so you know you will make friends you will meet people mm. you can have some is I love to go to a rum shop and sit with the old men and the old women oh. and them talking about back in the day and this. Oh, it's so great. Mm. So, you know, did I freeze just then? Yeah, yeah, you see, <laughs> that did. did you guess? Yeah, you did. But... I saw it, I saw it. It is very much a culture, but it's a lovely culture. And you do get, you know, you do get ingrained into society, but you can be with the expats as much or as little as you want to. Do you know what?
0: I've got to ask you this question because this is one thing that I very much dislike about the Caribbean. I love the Caribbean, as anybody know. You know, Dad, mm. um, Barbados, mom Jamaican, been to both islands, love them. But you see, what I dislike: sandflies and mosquitoes. How are you coping with that?
1: Well, how are you coping? Well, well what you will find is that as time goes on. The sandflies and the mosquitoes don't really bother you. Oh. Um, during that, like, they have changes, we don't have um, seasons per se, not like in the UK where the winter, autumn, spring and summer, mm. but in, like, December time, um, what you will find is it gets slightly darker quicker. So, you know, there are times when you get more sandflies or more mosquitoes, but you learn how to deal with them, to be yeah. honest. The one thing I would say I haven't been able to learn how to deal with. You see them ting, they're called cockroaches? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cockroaches. I don't mind them.
0: I just do it's the sandflies and the mosquitoes. It's you cockroaches. You've frozen! And it's so funny how you frozen because you're talking about cockroaches. Ah, oh, you're back, yeah. It's all right. The Caribbean, yeah? Yeah, it was lovely. Do you know when, when it pours? It pours them when you're talking about
1: cockroaches and you want oh. to see your face like the disgust. <laughs> so mosquitoes and sand flies are the least of your problems. Because they have, like in December, because it gets um, darker quicker in December, you'll find around that time that, you know, um, mosquitoes and stuff like that are a bit more prevalent what you will also find is if there's a lot of um that like there's there's a thing here called dengue i don't know if you've heard of it um where it's a thing that is it's a disease or a virus i can't remember which one that is tr- transmitted by mosquitoes so that is something that people are very um, aware of and it can be fatal so um they don't encourage you to have like outside your house if there's a collection of water they try to encourage you to um to move it so that mosquitoes don't breed there and stuff like that the one thing that i can absolutely not be is cockroaches and centipedes now the centipedes are about this long like (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) that And the cockroaches fly, like nobody told me, nobody told told me this, and I, believe you me, I've done my research, cockroaches serve no purpose, the Lord please, if you could just remove them all, it would be fine, but, and they're massive, like, my husband is my personal cockroach killer, much to his dismay, but... (laughs) And this yeah. you know, the cockroaches in the Caribbean. Listen, wrong. you lick them, they laugh at you and yeah. walk away. Yeah. Like, basically. <laughs> so, th- those are my, I have round the house sprayed every month and I spray inside the house as well because I just cannot bear them. You know, I just, ugh, they, they give me the creeps. Uh-huh. So, yes. But apart from that, you know, when it, it doesn't, I, I, I can't say it enough, it doesn't compare to the, to your lifestyle do you know what I mean so you know if you have to deal with a little cockroach well a big cockroach (laughs) and many of them yeah and a big big centipede every now and then do you know what I mean you can't you 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 just do it is what it is but um it certainly is something that I did worry about because I don't like do not let anything fly near me do not let anything come near me because you will see me take off running (laughs)
0: Oh, oh, you know what I was thinking about um you know when when you're talking about you know your experience you know moving to Barbados and everything you've been there for how long you said 13 years now
1: um nine this year will nine be nine years, years. nine
0: yeah. years you've been in Barbados for nine years so yeah. if you were to go back and like if you were when you were 16 and stuff like what career advice or life advice would you give to your younger self
1: I would say, keep an open mind. When I was younger, um, my my whole life force was gonna be a teacher, I'm gonna be a teacher. I'm gonna teach kids and this, that and the other. And I got to 16 and I thought, mm, training, I'm not very academic. Um, well, I say I'm not very academic. I like- That's sp- not true. I- I know you're I know. a realtor
0: now do you know what I mean like I know manager because... of youth offending teams and manager <laughs> I know. Of, you know, East 10
1: stuff. So you know you I know but at school I was very much how do I say it I think I was one of those kids who didn't didn't do the the, the traditional setting I I didn't I didn't flourish in the traditional um, educational setting. I came out with my um, CSCs and O-levels back then, but I spent half the time being a class clown, like sitting in a classroom, like I say, patience, sitting in a classroom and listening to a teacher talk about, especially chemistry, I was just like, what on earth is this thing that you are teaching me? Am I going to use this when I... And I made it my life force not to use chemistry when I... (laughs) You're when i left school because life. i hate i hated it so much but um i i just got to 16 and thought i don't know if i want to study for three or four years to be a teacher so i'm going to do the easiest thing <laughs> So I looked up the easiest thing, and at the time, it was being a secretary. So I took a year's secretarial course, and bam, I got my first secretarial job, and it was great, you know, bringing in my own money, I bought with my first pay packet, I bought my mom a car, because she didn't have a car to get around, I know, I know, it was such a proud moment for me, and all of my little secretarial salary, do you know what I mean? Back then, it wasn't anything much at all, but It was mine and I felt like I was doing something. I very soon realized that, you know, being a secretary wasn't what I wanted to do. And I still kept coming back to thinking, oh my goodness, I I need to do something with young people. I didn't want to go back and study to do um, teaching. So I um, did a few jobs in between. I did work in an advertising agency because it wasn't quite secretarial, but it was something different. And I'd like to think of myself as quite creative. but. again it was different because what what I liked about that job is I got to travel a bit but then I realized that that doing a job and traveling wasn't me because I like I was homey I was a homey person and traveling a lot meant that you you know living out of a suitcase that you know you didn't get to see your friends much and stuff like that so then eventually I moved into um working with young people at um, a housing group and I believe that's where I met you isn't that's it where
0: so we met, <laughs> where we met. And let me just do ex- exposure now so there was a meeting of all the different providers isn't it that you was heading up and yeah I didn't realize I just always saw your name on you know emails and official documentation but I never had met you so yeah, I, went to meet and I saw these beautiful black women, beautiful oh, bless socks, and that was put up in a lovely style. And I was, I had what, what do they call it, a girl crush? <laughs> a girl crush. I was like, this woman oh, is you. lovely. I was absolutely mesmerised, you know. And seeing you. How your you know persona was and how you just managed all the different providers. I was like in awe, and plus, oh, yes. you inspired me to start locksing up. You inspired oh. me to do so. Yeah, it was you. It was. <laughs> thank you, sis. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. yeah. And
1: look, and look at these beautiful locks that you have now, my girl. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, both of us. So, yeah, so me in that. So, what did I do? What was I doing? Listen, I've heard what, what was I doing at Easter? Oh, yes, I was right. Um, the employability program there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so
0: program manager or training manager that
1: had kind of brought me to closer to you know, when the when I said I wanted to do teaching, mm-hmm. that brought me very close to, um teaching but not being in a, a school setting yeah. and I actually quite liked that because I was helping people with um, their CVs and to get their employment and stuff like that and I found that quite exhilarating and mm. um, I believe I was there for about eight or nine years and that's that then I was looking to do something different and that's when somebody introduced me to the youth offending team mm. and I'll tell you what Um, although I I did it for eight years and although I would say it is one of the hardest jobs that I did it was one of the most rewarding Mm. Um, you can't I had to learn that you can't help everybody but the the, but those who wanted to be helped, you go ahead and you help them. Do you know what I mean? And you do it with your heart, your soul, everything. Mm. So um, I, I learned that about myself. And in that time, whilst I was doing that, it propelled me to do my degree. So I, <laughs> I although I didn't think, I didn't see the value in doing it when I was, you know, 16, 17, you know, at, at thirty. I think it was I felt I found myself you know what I want to um I want to have a degree now and so right I'm gonna do it I did it distance learning so it took a bit longer than it would have done if I'd done it straight out of school but I did it and um you know I got my degree in youth justice and I was really wow. pretty, that was a really proud moment for me mm. um Because, you know, with life and with work and everything else, the longer you leave it, the harder it gets. So that's one, if you take away, um, if if there's a takeaway, if you want to do a degree, you know, go ahead and do it, you know, straight out of school if you can. But there's nothing wrong with doing it later in life because, you know, it does you can add your experience to doing your degree as well because you know, a lot of the questions they will ask you things and if you aren't if you haven't done a a role in something you might not be able to you know do your essays in the way you would do if you've had experience in doing something that they're asking you in your essay Mm. so there is nothing wrong you know I I would advocate for both sides there's nothing wrong in doing your degree if you want to do a degree straight out of um, school and there's also nothing wrong with doing it in later life and there's nothing wrong with not having a degree you don't have to have one if you don't want one but if you do want one you can do it at any time
0: mm-hmm. now that's so true and what I love about your career is that you have done so many different types of jobs and all of those jobs you're being using your transferable skills qualities exactly and within your yeah. Bailey realtor business right now and also mm. hello you're wearing a t-shirt can we talk about the t-shirt hello
1: <laughs> hello Okay, so let's Nubian talk about, Nubian Air. Nubia. Let's talk about Nubian, Air. Nubian Air.
0: Yes, please. So
1: the the title Nubian Air, Oh, it's this way, isn't it? I can I'm looking at the screen. The title Nubian Air, is Nubian Millionaire. So you will be rich in colour and you'll be rich in culture. And this was inspired, you know, I I, I like clothes, I like fashion, and I like things that are um, you know, oriented to our culture. Yes. And um, when I'm th- when I was thinking about the name, it was something that is is cultural and and represents me.
0: Yes. So,
1: don't get me wrong, I am not a millionaire in money, but we have such rich cultures, we have yes. such rich um, attributes. Um, you know, our hair, our skin. You know, it makes us rich in 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 colour and in culture. So that was the idea behind it. Now I, you know, the old people and the and the social media, <laughs> just setting up my page. But if you want to order, there's a few different styles. If you want to order, I'm on Instagram. Like I say, there isn't much on there at the moment, but you can um, message me through Instagram and it's at and a, Um they are available in Barbados and they are also available in the UK. So um, my nieces, my sister, they all have their, their hoodies with their new b and rich in colour, rich in culture um, sweatshirts. So yeah, it is another, it is something else that I'm, I'm getting, getting my hands on.
0: That's good. I tell you you are a serial entrepreneur, you know, I'm telling you. I just love it. You got your
1: hands. Thank you.
0: You're just using it's like for me, I think now is a, an important time for us to do the things that we love and that we exactly about, you know. I was before COVID, I was travelling from Dagenham, you know, to Stratford on the Rat Race on the train, and you know, upset with myself because I'm getting on a packed <laughs> train with hundreds of people. <laughs> and people I know and that. People. I
1: know that one no, well.
0: It's just too much. But now mm. I was like, now is the time for us to do the
1: things that we love. Want to do? And it's true. We
0: do you know?
1: And the thing is, I think we all have within us that something. Now we are not all. Um, supposed to be entrepreneurs um it's not for everybody mm-hmm. um we are not all supposed to be um you know it we, the idea and i think certainly what covid should teach us is to hone in on the skills that are for us yeah i saw you know a, a few of my friends have set up lash companies mm-hmm. and um i really like the way they look on on some people yeah. but Michelle, do it because every five minutes I'm rubbing my eyes, you know what I mean? So I would end up with one on one side. Do you know what I mean? It's not for me. So if COVID teaches us nothing else, it's to find out what we love. Now, what we love could be, um, Working in advertising, it doesn't mean you have to set up your own advertising company, but what it means is that you might need to take a step back, do some studies, you know, do a few courses and get yourself up into speed so that when lockdown and stuff is over, you can apply for jobs doing advertising, you know, just look within ourselves and be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, I've tried a few things that didn't really work. And Mm -hmm. what I took away from that is that, you know, sometimes A, you might not be ready for something or B, it might not be what is for you, but sometimes you have to go through that process in order to learn that it's not for you. And there's no harm in learning. There's no harm. I never say defeat because, you know, people say admitting defeat. There's no harm in admitting that something is not for you. I wouldn't call it defeat because the mere fact that you got up and tried to do it does not sound like a person who is a defeatist. Do you know what I mean? So... You learn, you gain experience, and you move on. But then you find the things that you love and the things that you enjoy.
0: Mm, I love it. You sum it up so well, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you. you Thank you.
0: So well. <laughs> you have just provided so many wonderful nuggets of hints and tips for somebody who may want to come over to Barbados to live, possibly. Yeah. You've done it. Many thousands and millions of people who have as well. But in addition, yeah. if anybody's listening to this and they want to come over to Barbados, they need to get in contact with you via mm-hmm. say what your social tags are again.
1: So it's at J Bailey Realty on Instagram on Facebook it is J Bailey Realty. And you can contact me through the website, which is www.jbaileyrealty.com. And I have an email address, which is jbabyrealty at hotmail.com.
0: Good, good, good. So now that this is a final question, I can't even believe it. We, I can chat, <laughs> chat, chat. You can chat. We can chat, chat, chat. Me too. <laughs> so I want you to, um, one word, one word to sum up your experience so far in Barbados. What would that one
1: word be? When I think back about my careers, about my lifestyle i did things but i did things because i was supposed to do them whereas i'm doing things now that i want to do you know that it it doesn't pale in comparison for me i know when i was younger my dad wanted me to work in a bank (laughs) He was like you know you get a job in a bank Julie, and um you know you'll be there forever and it's a good job blah 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 this that and the other and i i think he was disappointed when i got a job as a secretary <laughs> but but you know our parents are our parents and they do things the way they do them because it's yeah. what they know how and they want they want what they think is best for us mm. but even when i was moving to barbados my dad used to said he didn't want me to move he wanted me to to stay with the family you know you know in our close tight knit you know he didn't want me to move yeah. away yeah. so he kept sending me um excerpts from things that were happening in Barbados oh they had a tropical storm <laughs> <Okay. We laughs> they had they had this accident in Barbados, um, you know, you have to be careful on the roads. They don't, he used to say to me, they don't do internet banking there
0: and I'd be like that, seriously, like, please, can you stop this, you He wanted you know? to keep
1: his angel with him. Isn't yeah, it? but I really feel like now I'm living yeah. and I don't know if it's because I'm working for myself and, you know, I can choose my own hours and stuff like that. I don't know if it's because I've got the headspace to explore things mm. that i may not have explored when i was in the uk but i just feel that the word that sums me up best at the moment is living living
0: i love that and we're going to leave that on on that note thank you so (laughs) much to julia bailey from j bailey realtor residing in sunny Barbados. so we're going to get that 360 degree um view the birds
1: it's funny because when i call my um my nieces They say, auntie, what's that noise in the background? And you know, I don't even know what they're talking about. You know, they mean the crickets, innit? (laughs) There you go, son. And remember with COVID, vitamin D and all of that, you got it right here.
0: Hi everyone, this is your host Sophia Lewis and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Employability Matters, a careers and job related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work. Thank you for subscribing, I very much appreciate your support and remember to share with your family and friends. It would be appreciated if you could leave a great review on our YouTube channel, Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I will be back next week for another great episode. So until then, remember, employability matters.